I heard the question asked recently as to why there were no miracles in the world. Well, there are miracles in the world, and the problem is, is that people aren't open enough to see them. There are two kinds of miracles. There's the miracles of the uh, the Old Testament, the splitting of the moon and the stopping of time and the feeding of the 5,000. And then there's the personal miracles. And the personal miracles are often seem quite rather banal. But you have to open yourself up to be able to perceive miracles. And it's what the Christians call opening yourself up to the divine presence. And it's become a bit of a cliche, but there's a lot of truth in it. As you appreciate the miracles that go on in the world and all around you, you open yourself up to experiencing more miracles. And these miracles might, as I say, appear to be rather banal. You know, you're going into a parking space and somebody leaves just as you you get there. And uh, you timing, you bump into somebody who happens to be in the supermarket the same time as you are and you haven't seen them and you were thinking about them and this kind of thing. But as you open yourself up to this, you appreciate that there's a whole separate level of reality that is outside time and space. In his book, In Search of the Miraculous, Spency uh, talks about searching for the miraculous and says it's very difficult to define. But he says, for me, this word had a quite definite meaning. I'd come to the conclusion a long time ago that there was no escape from the labyrinth of contradictions in which we live, except by an entirely new road, unlike anything hitherto known or used by us. But when this new or forgotten road began, I was unable to say, I already knew then as an undoubted fact, that beyond the thin film of false reality, there existed another reality, from which, for some reason, something separated us. Now, I've spoken many, many times in these talks and also on my website about dimensions beyond the dimensions that we're familiar with. And because these dimensions are outside of space and outside of time, they have this quality of miraculous. I... On my website, I talked about an occasion where I walked from um, one part of London to St Albans, which is about 20 miles north of London, and it was a long walk through the night, and I reached a a small town uh, about six o'clock in the morning, and it was a Sunday morning just around Christmas and uh, bus services at that time were really were non-existent. But I was so absolutely exhausted, I decided that I was going to just sit down at this bus stop and just wait for a bus, even if it took four hours. And I got to the bus stop and, and just went to the, to the timetable. And just as I was about to read the timetable, a truck pulled up. And the truck driver knew me and I knew him. And he gave me a lift back home. Now, this is about six o'clock on a Sunday morning. And this got me 
thinking about the idea of miracles, that something had happened outside of space and outside of time to cause these events to happen. And when I wrote this up on my website, you know, some atheist... Some atheist said, oh, well, this is ridiculous. You have to, he says, I used to sit at bus stops all the time hoping for buses and that, that didn't come or it didn't come on time. You have to show me why your experience was different and it should happen to you and not to me. Well, I don't have to show him anything, of course. And these things are very personal. The universe works the way it does and is guided by an intelligence. And it's not for us to necessarily understand how that intelligence works. But when we open ourselves up to the possibility of miracles outside of space and outside of time, they start to happen. Now, opening yourself up to miracles, of course, means suspending your ordinary mode of belief. And I've talked before about Believing in the impossible, and I said it's a good exercise. It starts to make you understand what you think is possible and what isn't, and why you believe the things you do. And this opening up of your mind is to suspend your ordinary belief system. And one method is to Imagine that you're in a dream. And I think it's Bishop Barclay, the philosopher, who said, we are all in God's dream. And of course, in a dream, everything you create in that dream, you made yourself. You created all the people, all the situations, everything that happens. You created in your own mind. And it is possible to manipulate the dream, lucid dreaming, um, which is a technique that people can learn, enables you to be conscious whilst you're in the dream. People often say it's better than a holiday because you can go to wherever you want and imaginary places and so on. And there's two aspects for that, but it's beyond the scope of what I'm talking about at the moment. And if you imagine that you're in a dream through your everyday life, then the impossible becomes possible because in dreams anything is possible you're in one place and then suddenly you're in another place you teleport your things you've got no money and suddenly you've got money in your hands or whatever and if you imagine that you're in a dream as you go about your everyday life then you open yourself up to the miraculous And as I say, these miracles can appear to be, when they start, can appear to be quite banal. Um, But then they become more and more a part of your everyday life to the point that you're not going through life in a rational way, you're going through it in a believing way. And I've talked before about how people who are intelligent use their intelligence wrongly. Because what they do is they push their intelligence out in front of them. They work out what they need to do. And 
in actual practice, the track record of people who do this is extremely poor, and of societies that do this is very poor. The calculations generally don't work out very well. So, a better way of going through your life is opening yourself up to the Divine Presence and going through life in a believing way where you, uh, you're open to the miracles and you become aware of the miracles that are all around you and this guides you in a certain way. In one sense, it takes away your ego desire for what you want because you've opened yourself up to a much bigger desire, as it were, that's out there. You could say this is God's plan for you, but of course these things sound very highfalutin. And we have to understand that these plans and the things that go on are at a very personal level. And this is one of the things that's difficult to understand when you look at conventional religions. God is out there when we do our stuff and then at the end of the day, so we're told, we're judged on what we do. But we have to understand that we have a personal relationship with God. And this is through your conscience and what's this is one way that you're guided. But the other way is in this opening yourself up to the divine presence, to open yourself up to the miracles that are all around you. Now there are people who have reached a certain state where they are able to comprehend dimensions outside of the world we live in and they see the past and the future as if it's laid out and when you meet these people, they are exceptional. You know that you're in the presence of somebody exceptional, not only because of what they say and what they do, but because there's a vibe, a feeling from such people, which is, in one sense, can be called love. It transcends anything that uh, you've come across, in the, you know, probably in your life. And in his book, In Search of the Miraculous, Suspense, he was searching, for, he'd heard of such people and was aware of their presence. And he was in, and he, this is the book is about searching for the people, searching in search of the miraculous. And it may not be possible for people to achieve that state, but it's certainly possible to become closer to it than we do at the ordinary level. But in doing that, we have to reject most of what we're taught about understanding and learning and how to lead your life and so on. We live in an atheist society and it's become more atheist over the years until in these present days. We are coming to the last days. We are coming to the time of the Antichrist. And I've talked about this before. The he is he is out, the Antichrist as a person is uh, achieved this state of being outside of space and outside of time, but he's using that to perform miracles, 
not in order to bring people closer to God, but in bring people closer to him and away from God. Um, but people have a choice. Everybody has a choice. And when you're aware that the miracles in themselves aren't the aim, they're not what they help people in their everyday life and they help you and they can guide you. Um, but the big miracles, as I say, which we don't see nowadays, we will see again with the Antichrist, but that's a danger. It's the personal miracles that we have to look for and be aware of. Those big miracles are simply ego when it comes to the Antichrist. They are not designed to bring you to God. They are designed to take you away from God. So these miracles at the ordinary level can seem, particularly to start off with, to be almost banal. And, you know, you often see the atheists ridiculing people who write about this and say, oh, has God not got nothing better to do with this time than give you a parking space kind of thing? Well, God is outside of space and outside of time, but in one sense, yes, he has nothing better to do except to lead you towards him. That's what you were created for. And so these miracles that can help you move towards God, to embrace the presence of God, are, yes, they're exactly what God's doing and exactly why he's doing it and why he created you. If you do um, come across people, they are rare, but they're around, who have moved outside the realms of the three or three and a half dimensions that we're familiar with outside of space and outside of time. They don't fit in with the, or usually don't fit in with the conventional idea of what we would call um, God-loving or God-fearing people. They don't go around giving money to charity by and large. They, they can often do things that appear to be upsetting, disparaging, um, they're not usually pacifists and so on because they see the whole picture. Now, there's a story in the Quran of Moses, the prophet Moses, who meets Hida. Now, Hida is one of the hidden teachers, one of the hidden guides. And he says, and he becomes aware that Hida has got this presence that I was talking about. And he says, I want to follow you. I want you to teach me. And Kiddo says, no, no, you, you won't be able to because you'll keep wanting to question what I do. And Moses says, no, no, accept me, accept me. So he says, okay. So they go on a journey. And during the process of this journey, Kiddo does four things which appear to be um, bizarre. Uh, in, uh, one, in one occasion, he... Uh, they, go, they go to a village and they are absolutely stoned. They are driven out of the village. And then at night, Hida goes back um, to a, a wall that had been knocked down and he repairs the wall. And Moses is saying, what are you doing? These people treat us just like shit and you're going and helping building a wall. And another occasion, um, he goes past the boat and he, and he deliberately makes a hole in the boat and so on. And at the end, um, 
Hilda says, well, we've got to part ways. You're not going to, you don't understand my, my, my methods. And he explained why he did these things. The wall was repaired because there was some treasure in there that had been left for some orphans. And um, uh, because the wall had been destroyed, other people would find that treasure and it wouldn't be available for the orphans who needed it. And he made a hole in a boat because he knew that there were the um, some uh, enemy forces were going to be coming through, were going to commandeer every boat and, and steal them. And these boats, because they had holes in they'd be unable to commandeer them. The holes could be repaired readily afterwards. And so on. And this is often the way of the, well, Hida is called the hidden one, the green man. The, and I've seen accounts, even even on the, the net, of people, ordinary people, going about their lives. And I saw an account of a woman, and um, she said that uh, she had a dog, and um, uh, they, they took her to a to a park. And there, there, there was a dog park, and there was two parts of the dog park. One, the dogs had to be kept on lead because these are sort of potentially vicious dogs and the other dogs were they could run free and she had a small poodle and it was I think it was and it was running free and um, she took it out it was on a lead and um, one of these big dogs dogs escaped off its lead and went charging for her little dog and and, and it was that was it she thought this her dog poodle was going to be caught up in this rock reeler and it's just going to be um uh, killed and the next thing she knew somebody she described this man she said he was obviously a council worker because he was wearing green and he had a black beard suddenly appeared from nowhere picked up this rock wheeler she was able to um, put, take her dog away and the woman with the rock wheeler put it on the lead and when this was all over she went looking for this man and nobody had seen him nobody knew what he was and Hida always appears from nowhere and he always wears green and he has a beard. Now this might seem bizarre. Why should Hida care about some woman's poodle or whatever? But it's not for us to say why. The miracles are all around us and we have to open ourselves up to them. And, and of course the sceptics will say, well why should this happen to this woman? You know, poodles get eaten up by rock wheelers and attacked all the time. And yes, maybe they do, but on this particular occasion, the miracle happened, and it happened in the way it did. We don't know why. We often, because we're living in this three and a half dimensional world, we don't see the hidden, we don't see the unknown. We don't know why things happen in the way they do. But we have to open ourselves up to it. It's there. So imagine as you go about your everyday life, that this is a dream. And everything that's happening is part of your own mind. And the miracles are all around you, but there are also things happen in order to show you something. There are no chance, chances, coincidences, or luck. Everything is there for a purpose. You may not understand that purpose, but when you open yourself up to it, Miracles will happen. Thank you for listening. You can email me 
phil at graham.net you can look at my website philip with one l dot graham.net graham is b-r-a-h-a-m and if you send an email put podcast in the subject so it doesn't get lost thank you